This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Blog Talk Radio.
Praise God. Welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. Just wanted to start off tonight doing a little bit of worship. My name is Chris Herzog. I'll be your host this evening. And I had to take a few days off just to spend some time taking care of some of our needs and things going on. And as you know, Sean Holmberg and Brother Paul and a few other brothers uh, got on the line and kind of helped carry the show a little bit. So I just want to thank those of you that are praying uh, for for myself and my wife, praying for our family and just praying for our ministry and always lifting up prayer international to the Father. So, you know, we're very thankful. You know, the Bible says one can put a 1,000 to flight and two can put 10,000. What that means is there's power in agreement. You know, it's one thing to have a relationship with the Father, and it is necessary to have a spiritual relationship with God as our Father. Uh, of course, that only happens through Jesus. You know, the only way to get to the Father, Jesus said, no man comes to the Father except through him. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And so if you want to have a real relationship with God, you need to come through the door. And Jesus said he is the door. And so place your faith in the finished work of the cross. Place your faith in Christ and in the blood that he shed for you because he, that blood, that was shed, actually gives us access to the throne room, gives us access to the Father. And that relationship is cultivated through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I know from the outside looking in, sometimes we talk about the Trinity of God, we talk about Jesus, the Son of God, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit. And for some it can get a little confusing. You know, they don't know who to pray to. Should we pray to Jesus or the Father or to the Holy Spirit? But the Bible says that we're to come to the Father, and pray to the Father in Jesus' name. Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, then it will be done to you. So, you know, we're, we're coming in his name. And what that means is not necessarily just saying in Jesus' name after everything that we say. But it's coming in because of his authority. Coming in because of his finished work. Coming in because of what he has provided for us through his atonement, through his death on the cross, through the shedding of the blood. The fact that he raised from the dead on the third day. And, you know, he's seated with with the Father. He's seated at the right hand of the Father now, but he's coming back. He's alive. And he's going to come back uh, soon. But we need to realize that prayer is nothing more than communing or conversing or having a conversation with our Heavenly Father. Now, I don't think God gets so hung up on the semantics of it, whether you pray in Jesus' name, although, you know, you may want to just for peace of mind's sake. Some doctrines, some theologies teach that unless you pray in Jesus' name, your prayers won't get answered. But I believe this. You you can say the word in Jesus' name and not even know him and still not have an intimate relationship with the Father. But I believe you can have an intimate relationship with the Father and just merely... Speak a few words to God with a pure heart and the Holy Spirit will come or, or the answer to your prayers will come. And so I think a lot of times it's the condition of the heart rather than the verbiage or the words. Now, with that being said, you know, Jesus did tell us when we pray 
say. Okay, so he tells us when you pray, speak. When you pray, speak it out of your mouth. When you pray, confess it to the Father. And so that tells us right there when we posture ourselves in the place of prayer, it needs to be done verbally. But also God says, you know, many people honor him with their lips, but their hearts are far from him. So whatever is in your heart is going to eventually come out of your mouth. And unless you're, you know, bitter and sweet waters, we need to make sure, all of us need to make sure, myself included, that whenever we speak to the Father, that what we're speaking out of our mouth is truly what is in our hearts. The Bible says from the overflow of the heart, or whatever's in the heart, is going to eventually come out of the mouth anyway. So keep that in mind. But you know, a lot of people get hung up on the Holy Spirit. A lot of people, they're not sure if they should pray to the Holy Spirit. But Jesus said that we can fellowship with the Spirit throughout the Gospels, throughout the Epistles. The New Testament writers constantly were talking about communing or fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, praying with the Spirit, praying in the Spirit, however you want to say it. And for some people, they automatically think praying in the Spirit means uh, speaking in tongues or, or some prayer language. But praying in the Spirit goes far beyond and is very more inclusive than just speaking in tongues or praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit is getting God's heart, getting God's mind, getting His agenda through the communion of the Holy Spirit and then declaring that agenda, declaring God's will, declaring God's purposes and speaking His heart into a given situation. And unless you know the mind of the Spirit, unless you're spiritually discerning, unless you've been uh, in communion with the Holy Spirit, and of course Jesus says, the Holy Spirit will only reveal to you what I've said. The Holy Spirit will teach you. Okay, so as you read the Bible, as you read and meditate on the words of God, it's very important that you allow the Holy Spirit, who lives and dwells inside of you, if you're a believer, if you've been born again, if you've experienced the salvation of Christ, The Bible says that his spirit will quicken your mortal body. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead will dwell in you. Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. And a lot of times when we pray, we want to look up. Of course, there's nothing wrong with that. But you need to realize that everywhere that you go, wherever your feet tread, if you're a child of the Most High God, a son or a daughter, that the Holy Spirit is going with you everywhere that you go even into the deepest, darkest places, even into the midst of your circumstances, even in the midst of your situation, God is there. Even David said, Lord, where can I go that I can flee from your spirit? And the, the answer is, uh, of course, that's a rhetorical question. But the answer is, there's nowhere you can go. If you're a child of the Most High God, it's the Holy Spirit's job to track you down and to keep you set on course, to keep you set in place, to keep you set on the agenda of God. That's his job. He will lead you into all truth. He will guide you. That's his purpose. He will speak to you what he hears the Father speaking. 
He will reveal to you the mind and the heart of God. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, that yes, you can fellowship with the Spirit, you can pray, you can talk to the Holy Spirit. In fact, many times I find myself talking to God and I'll just ask, Holy Spirit, what do you think about this? Holy Spirit, what do you say about this person? Holy Spirit, what, where do you want me to go today? What do you want me to do? Or if we're in a meeting or in a situation where we have an opportunity to share Christ or to share a word of encouragement, then I'm constantly pulling on the Holy Spirit to teach me how to pray, to teach me what to say, to show me what to do or how to respond. And there's nothing wrong with having fellowship and communion with the Holy Spirit. In fact, I personally, I feel like it revolutionized my prayer life and my relationship with God as I began to ask questions to the Holy Spirit. Now, when I pray, intercede, supplicate, worship, many times I'm speaking to the Father, and I'm thanking Him or worshiping Him or talking to Him. And I find myself doing the same thing with Jesus. And like I said, I don't think God gets so caught up on the semantics of it all or the tradition or the legalism of it all. He just wants us to reach out in faith to him. He wants us to continually reach up to the Father. And so it's okay if you're not sure exactly how to pray. But Jesus said it like this. Let me get into the word here. Let me just open up the Bible for a minute. We're going to go Matthew 6. Probably Matthew 6 and 5. We may go a little further. Um, to start off. And again, um, if you are in the chat room, if you want to Type in for me. Sometimes I can't do three things at once. So if you want to, feel free to type into the chat room as I put scripture up or talk about scripture. You can do that. He says this in Matthew 6 5. And this is Jesus. Okay, he says, And when you pray, you shall not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to stand to pray standing in the synagogue and in the corners of the street that they may be seen of men. Verily I say to you, they shall have their reward. So right there, Christ makes a distinction. There's many people that like to pray because they can be seen of men. But Jesus said, don't, don't do it to be a show-off. Don't do it to publicly just act like you've reached some spiritual plateau. In fact, Jesus calls that a hypocrite. Jesus says, hey, they'll have their reward. They'll get their reward already. Because, see, they get the, the pat on the back or the applause of men or people saying, hey, you're such a good prayer. Now, this is what he says. Matthew 6, 6, we'll continue. So we started with 6, 5. Now we're in 6, 6. But when you pray, enter into your closet. He also says, close the door, enter into the secret place. And when you have shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret, and your Father, which he is in secret, shall reward you openly. 
So right there, he says, look, it's okay to pray in secret. It's okay if you don't get that pat on the back. It's okay if you're praying and no one else knows you're praying because the Father sees you in secret. When the Father sees you in secret, he sees your heart. He sees that your motives are to please him and towards him, and not necessarily to be a men pleaser or a people pleaser. Then whatever you do in secret, God can reward you openly. You know, we read Hebrews the other night. It says when you, uh, I'm sorry, it says he that comes to God, he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Well, how do we seek him? In the secret place. Where do we seek him? In that place of prayer. Where do we draw close to the Lord? We shut our door. We go to our prayer closet. We go to the secret place, that hiding place, where we can get vulnerable and transparent and genuine before the Lord. And that's our intimate time. That's our time with him. That's our time to experience and encounter him. That's our time to pour our hearts out before him so we can get refreshed and, and cast all our cares upon him because he cares for us. So your father which sees in secret shall reward you openly. Verse 7. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. So he's saying don't babble. Don't repeat yourself. Don't beg God. Don't beg God. Don't babble. Don't repeat yourself. Verse 8. Be not therefore like them, for your Father knows what things you have need of even before you ask. See, God knows what you need. God knows exactly what you need. So you know... Keep that in mind. Just because you beg God doesn't mean he's going to answer the prayer any quicker or any harder. But when you pray, pray in faith. Now, you know, continue to pray. Don't just pray once and stop there unless, of course, you get your answer. But pray until you break through. Pray until you get your answer. Well, let's continue. He says, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, verse 9, we're in verse 9 now of chapter 6 of Matthew, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. He says, look, come to God like your father. Come to God like your daddy. Come to God in that intimate personal relationship where you respect his authority Okay, where you realize he's in charge, but at the same time, he's not so untouchable that he can't be encountered or experienced. When you pray, say this, thy kingdom come, verse 10, chapter 6, verse 10, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. So what is he saying? Set your priorities in the place of prayer. Get yourself aligned with God's kingdom. Get yourself in tune with the plan of God. Submit yourself. Submit your will to God's will. Submit your plans to God's plans. Your kingdom come, God. 
not my kingdom, not my sand castles that I built on a shaky foundation, like we talked about the other night. But your kingdom come, God, your kingdom that will never pass away, your kingdom that lasts forever, your kingdom that endures, that is eternal. It's not temporal and it doesn't pass away, but it remains. And for those of you in the chat room, I'm going to continue, but I'm going to get into a little bit of teaching for a while. So if you want to, if you want to call in to listen in, that's fine. Uh, we will pray. Uh, I just wanted to kind of lay a foundation for prayer real quick, and then we're going to pray. He says, Thy will be done as it is in heaven. So what's he saying? Let let what happens in earth take place like it is in heaven. Well, what's going on in heaven? The Bible says there's angels around the altar. There's angels around the throne. And the prayers of the saints rise up like incense. And that the angels of God collect it in golden censers and they cast fire back to the earth. There's a certain process, there's a certain protocol, there's a certain plan that's taking place in heaven, and we want to do on earth what they're doing in heaven. And that's spending their time around the throne, worshiping the Father. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lamb of God that was slain. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. They're worshiping, and they're posturing themselves. They're falling down. They're laying prostrate. They're kneeling down. They're they're humbling themselves. Different situations, okay? They're they're taking different postures in prayer. These angels, and these elders, and the beasts, and the people, they're constantly holy, holy, holy is the Lord. So they had an understanding in heaven. There's a certain understanding that God must be worshipped. In heaven, there's a certain understanding that God must be praised. He must be glorified. And in order for that to happen, we need to get to a place where we open up our mouths and we begin to confess his goodness, confess his salvation, confess who he is in our lives. We need to thank him and worship him and have grateful hearts, an attitude of gratitude towards what the Father has done and is doing and will do, towards what Christ has already done and is doing and will do. See, We always want to talk about the finished work of the cross, like Christ did everything he's going to do. But listen, he's in heaven praying right now for you. He's in heaven praying right now for me and my family, for you and your family, for those that name the name of Christ and even those that have not found him yet. He is praying, declaring, reaching out to the Father, saying, Father, bless this one. Father, save this one. Father, heal this one. Whatever the the situation is, he's praying. And we all know it doesn't stop there. What he's doing today is not what he's going to be doing on that day. What he's doing today is not going to be what he's doing when he returns with that fire in his eyes and all the angels with him and his glory is covering the earth like the waters cover the sea. But see, God wants what's going on in heaven what's taking place in eternity, to be the same thing that's taking place here on earth. He wants worship. He wants to be fear and reverence. 
And I don't say fear to make you afraid, but he wants to be reverent. He wants to be acknowledged. He wants to be deemed holy in our lives, consecrated. He says, hallowed be your name, which means I set you apart, God, above every name that is named in heaven and in earth or under the earth. That's what he's calling us to do. The Bible says in heaven the prayers of the saints come up like incense before the nostrils of God before the angels and they collect it in a golden center, which means God is collecting every heart prayer, every prayer that has the potential to reach the throne room. Listen, every prayer that's prayed with right motives, every prayer that's prayed in alignment with the will of God, listen, it has the potential to reach the throne room. So realize if you're praying in Jesus' name and you're declaring the words of life and and God's promises over your life and praying through your situations and circumstances, then your prayers have the capacity to reach the throne room. And when they do, they're collected in golden censers, which means none of your prayers are wasted. If you're praying according to the will of God, if you're praying according to the Bible, if you're praying God's kingdom come and his will be done, then none of your prayers are being wasted. The minute they touch the throne room, they're collected. They're kept. And God answers by fire. And it's funny that the angels that are collecting these prayers in the golden censers, if you get into Revelation chapter 4 and 5 and just begin to kind of thumb through it, you'd be surprised at the business that's going around the throne right now. But why would Jesus say, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Why would he tell us to pray that? Why would he tell us to say that and declare that if he didn't want that? It's because he wants his glory to cover the earth. So as it is in heaven, and that's what we pray, Lord, let heaven invade earth. Let heaven touch earth, God. Let your glory cover the earth, Lord. We want your glory, Lord. We want your kingdom to come, Lord. We want your will to be done, God. He says, give us to say our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. What is this saying? Look, Jesus said, if you have any problem with your brother or sister, go make peace with them and then bring your gift to the altar. What he's saying is, look, there's a, certain relationship between people that has to take place. There's a certain dynamic among his believers, among his children, that has to take place in order for there to be peace with God. And in your submitting to God, he does say, and I'm reading to the general, resist the devil and he will flee. He says, let all things be done through prayer and supplication. Let all things. Let all things be careful for nothing and in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. Philippians 4 6. Thank you, Brother Reno. Thank you, Wendy. And God bless you, Will, and happy hugs, and our guest, 9144, Exposing Demons 1. Everybody that's in there, hey, God bless you tonight. We're praying for you. We're standing with you. In Jesus' name, we're praying for the will of God to be done and the kingdom of God to come into your life for that little bit of heaven to come out of eternity and slip into time 
so that you can have a taste of eternity. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And that's what we want. We want to taste and see that he's good. So he says this, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Why? Because he, if you don't forgive men their trespasses, if you don't forgive your uh, brother or sister in Christ or the people in your life, your family, whoever, if you don't learn the power of forgiveness, the Bible says, and we'll get into this, it says, verse 14, I'll skip down and then we'll go back up, but it says, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. 15, but if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you. So listen, if there's an offense, if there's an issue that you have in your life, if there's something going on between you and a brother or you and a sister or you and a child or you and your parents or you and your spouse or you and your pastor or you and your neighbor or that coworker that gets on your nerves every day, whoever it is, forgive them. Forgive them. Forgive them. Learn the power of forgiveness. Why? Because if we don't, it's going to bring a breach in the spirit. It's going to bring a put a wall up between the way God responds to us and the way that we respond to God. It's going to put a wall up between truly being a clear conscience person and having the ability to hear his voice. It's going to put a breach and a wall and a divider up between your praying to God and your answers coming out of heaven and touching the earth. And we want that business taken care of. We want clear channels. We want a clear path. We want just an open door between us and the Father. And so don't let offense come. Jesus said, blessed is he that's not offended in me. So don't hide offenses in your heart. Learn to release them. Learn to release them. Lay them at the altar. Lay them at the feet of God. He says, give us this day our daily bread. What does he mean? Well, God said we don't live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So the way that you're going to experience and and, uh, achieve greatness and achieve success in his kingdom is by listening to his words, and he gives it daily. The way that you're going to be provided for is depending on your Jehovah Jireh, your El Shaddai, the all-sufficient God in your life, And he will provide daily bread. Philippians says in verse chapter 4, My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So whatever your needs are, he'll supply it. But the key is, is listening to his voice. The key is following him in obedience. Listen, he said if you be willing and obedient, then you'll eat the good of the land. Well, how are you going to follow him if you can't hear his voice? How are you going to hear his voice if your spirit's not open and your spirit's not clear and all the debris and all the junk isn't removed from your spirit? Then his voice will become muddled. His voice will become silent. The Bible says it's the cares of the world that choke out the word of God within us. So we have to keep a clean conscience, we have to keep an openness to the Holy Spirit. 
in order for that daily bread to come, some people wonder, well, why am I not getting blessed? How come God's not providing for me? Well, maybe he's trying to tell you some things to adjust and alter in your life so that you can get positioned in a place where you can hear from God so that you can go forward in his direction and then after the the promises, get a hold of the uh, inheritance that you're in God. Get a hold of the blessings that God has prepared for you. So maybe God sometimes is trying to tell us some things that we need to make adjustments in our life so that we can truly hear the voice of God and live. Hear the voice of God and succeed. It says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So lead us not. Lord, don't even let me be tempted. Well, you know, constantly the Holy Spirit, if you're a believer and you're cultivating that heart of worship, cultivating that lifestyle of of putting yourself before God, the Holy Spirit will warn you of impending danger. The Holy Spirit will caution you. The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you out of the wilderness, out of your desert, out of your circumstance. He will bring the word of God to light your path and be a lamp to your feet. So we want God to lead us, not in temptation, but to lead us, just like Psalm 23 says, and I I shared it the other night, but lead us in paths of righteousness. Lead us in plain paths, straight paths. He says he's the shepherd and we're his sheep and the sheep hear his voice. He says, I know them and they know me and my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger they won't follow. So what that means is constantly there's going to be other voices competing in your life with the voice of God. There's going to be opinions. There's going to be theology. There's going to be ideas. There's going to be uh, opportunities that you have to do things that God does not agree with. And when these opportunities present themselves, you pray, God, leave me not into temptation. Lord, let me hear your voice. Father, give me discernment. Father, show me what to do in this situation. And just like David said, I hide your word in my heart so that I don't sin against you. You need to be conscious conscious, conscious of his voice. You need to be keen about the voice of God. Now, we're not talking about the audible voice of God. We're talking about God speaking into your spirit, a still, small voice, saying, this is the way, walk in it. We're talking about getting into the Word of God and allowing the Scriptures to roll out the page and fill your heart and lead you and guide you. We're talking about men and women coming into your life with no motive and speaking things into your life that will help you get to a place where you can hear God. It doesn't mean we just get dependent on every man and woman that tells us, I think God wants you to do this, and I think God wants you to do that. No, that's our job, to confer with the Father. It's 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 my job for me and my household to get with God and listen to his plan for me and my wife, okay, and, and this ministry. Of course, there's other people involved, so I, I confer and I share what I believe God speaks or God shows me or God leads me or impresses upon me. And we take it to the Word of God, we take it to the Bible, we check it. We have a spiritual checks and balance system where everything we feel God is leading us or impressing us to do, we make sure it's scriptural. We make sure it doesn't bring a reproach. We make sure that it flat out is at least coincidental or in the flow of the context of Scripture. 
And so don't just be led by every voice. Don't be, you know, just go out and do what every man or woman tells you to do in the name of God. But always check it with the Word. Check it with God yourself. The Bible says you don't need any man to teach you because you have an anointing and unction from the Holy One, the Holy Spirit that is in you. He abides in you. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will teach you. Now, does that mean we don't need coaches or mentors or people to encourage us or equip us or point us in the right direction? Well, of course. Iron sharpens iron. So does one man sharpen another. God gives us pastors, prophets, teachers, apostles, evangelists, intercessors, people in our lives to help build us up and and get us to a place of maturity where we can truly recognize and truly distinguish the voice of God for ourselves. And sometimes that comes through trial and error. So, you know, God is good. Uh, E-Sword is great. I'm just looking, uh, I'm kind of looking through the the chat room here. E-Sword is great. I just found out about E-Sword um, about two weeks ago. Prior to that, I was using the blueletterbible.com. Check it out, blueletterbible.com or Bible Gateway. Wonderful resources, wonderful tools. And I found out about E-Sword. Um, I'm not... Super sure, you know, I'm still a little new at eSword, but I like it. Just kind of throwing a little plug in there for, for Bible resources because it's important that you get filled with the Word of God. Most of the time on this show, I don't even open the Bible. I just speak and whatever scriptures God puts in my mouth comes out. And, uh, you know, on occasion, you know, lately, more so than lately, I've been taking chapters of the Bible um, or at least a few verses, you know, but... Bottom line is we need to have a scriptural foundation. We need to build ourselves on the promises and on the word of God. And then not only just know it and talk it, we need to do it and put it into practice and actually do what it says. So you know, man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's why we pray God give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Why? What are we really saying, Lord? We want a heavenly perspective. We want to see things from your kingdom, uh, from your viewpoint, or the way you see them. So show us what you think about these things, God. Speak to our hearts. Lead us and show us how this affects you, God, how this pleases you, how this angers you, how this depresses you, how this whatever, God. Because I believe Jesus is weeping over his children on a constant basis because they do so many things that, that grieve his heart. And we'll just begin to ask him, well, hey, God, what grieves you? What displeases you? And as he begins to show us what we need to remove or uproot from our lives, it will bring more peace with God. It will bring more answered prayer. It will bring more presence of God into our lives where we can be so confident before the Father. Now, don't get me wrong. We all sin and we fall short of the glory of God. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Okay, but when we sin, we can confess our sins and he's faithful and just to forgive us. We can confess our faults one to another. We can pray for each other that we be healed. See, with the with the heart man believes, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. What does that mean? Just like I said, what's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. 
So if you're hiding his word in your heart, then his word is going to come out of your mouth. So we're talking about prayer, talking about communion with the Father, communion with the Holy Spirit, fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, praying in Jesus' name. Realize that's one of the keys of the kingdom. You know, the Bible says that Jesus gives us keys to the kingdom. Jesus gives us keys to the kingdom. One of those keys is the name of Jesus. And I want to talk about that for a minute. The name of Jesus. It's the name above every name. It's the name above every name. So praise God. Hey, if you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris. I'm hosting the show tonight. Uh, John, Paul, I don't think either one of them are in yet, but we'll see what happens. Um, you know, but one of the master keys in your life, Jesus said he's giving you the keys of the kingdom. One of those keys is the name of Jesus. One of those keys is the name of Jesus. All right, so let's go Matthew 1, 20 through 23. Let's kind of go there. It says, but while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, Thou son of David, fear not to take unto you Mary his wife, to take unto thee Mary your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So that's Matthew one twenty, now here's twenty one. And she shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Twenty two. Now this all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child. They shall bring forth a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. So this chapter really doesn't need much amplification, but the word of God is so powerful in its use of the name of Jesus, the name above every name. We need to realize that there's authority in the name of Jesus. And not even so much as it relates to prayer to the Father in his name, but the simple use of it as a master key. Listen, use his name. Understand his name, be in his name. When you come against the enemy, you want to come at him with the name of Jesus. Even the angels knew better, and they said, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. They knew to do it in not their own strength, but do it in the strength of the name of Christ. As we know, that word Emmanuel, verse 25, says he shall be called his name Jesus. Emmanuel, Emmanuel means God with us. Every time we use that name of Jesus, God is with us. Think about it. Sometimes our name, and in the Bible, a lot of times names brought out the nature of someone. Their name kind of defined who they were. And so as we begin to look at the names of God in the Bible, as we begin to meditate on the name of Christ,
good question. Do you have to forgive somebody that doesn't repent? Well, um, you know, repentance means to turn away from. Repentance means to go in a different direction. So, you know, but Jesus said 70 times 7, that's how many times we need to forgive. Um, doesn't mean we need to let people use a sense of doormat or walk all over us and just keep saying, bless you, brother, bless you, brother. Um, at some point, wisdom needs to come in. But honestly, if someone comes and asks for forgiveness and they're a believer and you're a believer, well, then scripturally, we're supposed to extend that mercy and that grace and forgive them. Now, if they continue and continue and continue and continue and continue to sin, and it becomes an unhealthy situation for you on any level, um, it, no, you don't. You don't have to necessarily forgive that person. In that sense, you can forgive them to the Father. You can give them to the Father and release them to the Father and get the offense out of your heart. But it doesn't mean forgiveness. Doesn't mean you have to sit there and take it. Forgiveness doesn't mean you have to constantly uh, go through the same situation over and over again. So to answer your question, I don't know if that answers it, but if someone doesn't repent and they keep doing the same thing over and over and over, you know, I would just say, you know, ask the Lord to guard your heart. Ask the Lord to keep you in a place of guardedness. Guard your heart. Don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart, but guard your heart. Don't let offenses come into your heart, because then you got to go to God with that, and he, you know. So you know, I would say forgive, forgive, and release everybody to the Father that's offended you, as best as you know how. Uh, kind of confront situations and give people a chance to repent, give people a chance to ask for forgiveness. But it doesn't always mean they're going to ask for forgiveness. It doesn't mean they're always going to repent. But you can forgive them. You can just say, Father, I release this person out of my heart. I release this bitterness or this offense or this uh, situation out of my heart. That way you know you're at peace with God. And that way you know you're pleasing to the Father. And that's how I would handle that uh, on any level. And again, it doesn't mean, you know, there's people in my life I've had to forgive but I don't. I haven't talked to them in you know five, ten, fifteen, twenty years, depending on the person, the situation, or whatever is going on. But I don't carry around that offense in my heart. I don't carry them around in my heart and pull them out, you know, in my heart and, and rehearse the situation and keep going through it. I just release it to the Father. So I hope that helps. But every time you look at God's name, whether it's El Shaddai, the All Sufficient One, whether it's Emmanuel, God with us, you know, realize every time Jesus is with you, the Holy Spirit is with you. That's one of his names. Jehovah Rophe means the Lord who heals. So if you're going through a situation that, that deals with sickness and disease, if you're going through a situation that's dealing with infirmities, then you need to know his name. You need to know his nature. You need to know that he's a healer, and by his stripes you're healed. You need to know it's God that's the one that heals you and not yourself. You need to know it's God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that by his stripes you're healed. If you're facing a situation that requires healing, 
then you need to begin to meditate on the name of God as the healer and begin to experience and encounter God as the healer. Matthew 18.5 says, And who shall shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. This is a lesson in humility. It's not necessarily even a lesson in the power of the name, but it's just being able to humble yourself and, and you do things in the name of Christ that you normally wouldn't do if you weren't in his name. You normally do things, but you, you do it in his name. In other words, as his child, as his servant, as his son or daughter, you extend yourself in areas that if you weren't in his name, if you weren't in his spirit, if you weren't in his nature or character, you couldn't normally do. So we do a lot of things in the name of Christ. What that means is in the nature of. In the nature of Christ. Not just in the name of Jesus, I forgive you. No. Because I've got the Holy Spirit in my heart, because I've got the nature and the character of God in my heart, then it puts me in a position to, A, be required to forgive you, but, B, also have the grace to forgive you. And so I don't want to make this a whole deal on forgiveness. That was just one of the questions that came up in the chat room, and it was one of the, you know, prayers that Jesus told us to pray. Forgive us our trespasses, and we forgive those that trespass against us. And it is a major issue. It is something that we all need to get. Uh, figured out because we do not want to miss heaven on a technicality. We do not want to miss heaven on a technicality because we could not release an offense out of our heart. So I encourage everybody, if you've got offenses and you've got bitterness, you've got uh, different things going on in your heart and inside yourself, take it to the Father. Take it to the Father. Take it to the Father and release it so healing may come. So praise God. Because I think we're coming up to, well, we're 11.01, so we're about halfway through. Listen, if you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. I'll be your host tonight. Uh, maybe followed by Paul or Sean, or maybe not. I'm not really sure where that's going to go. But we're just thankful to be here. I'm going to go ahead and uh, kick in some worship for just a minute. And then we're going to continue uh, in prayer. Let me just pray for you real quick. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would keep your children in the secret place, Father, where they can know you and understand you and understand your character and your nature and receive your character, receive your impartation, receive that forgiveness, receive that daily bread, receive... Lord God, everything that you have for them, your will be done and your kingdom come in their lives, Father. Just as it is in heaven, Father, let it be on the earth, wherever the soles of their feet shall tread. Father, we pray heaven would invade the earth where they stand, that your presence and your glory would cover the earth like the waters cover the sea, that people would know that these men and women, your children, your sons and daughters, have encountered you in a real and genuine way. And when they speak, Father, let them speak the words of life, as the, the word of Christ is dwelling in them richly, as the words of God are, are flowing into their hearts and out of their mouths, 
Father, we pray, Lord God, that use, you would use your people to declare your glory. And we just give you all the praise and the glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name.
We wait for you. We wait for you. 
All right. Well, praise God, we're back. You know, if you were tuned into the first half of the show, um, and if you want to go back and check out the archive, I think we kicked it in about 20 after 10, so about two or three minutes after 11. So feel free to check out our archives. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. I'll be your host tonight. And then we got into a teaching out of Matthew 6, talking about prayer. Also, we kind of got on a few subjects of forgiveness and uh, the name of Jesus. So feel free to check that out when you get a chance. Also, you can go to our website at www.prayerinternational.org. So feel free to do that. And the call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you want to call in, uh, feel free to do so. We're going to have some different prayer going up. Uh, for some different people here in a little bit. You know, we always want to make time to pray for people's needs and what's going on. If you want to put some of those needs in the chat room uh, or you can send them, you know, on our email, um, you can just send them that way too. We also have a prayer request page on our website. So however you do it, they'll get to us and people will begin to pray over your needs and lift you up to the Father in Jesus' name. Just want to remind you, you know, like I said before, there's power in agreement. We need to lift each other up. We need to pray. You know, nothing happens in the earth, really, unless there's prayer going up. Of course, the Father is sovereign, and there are some things that he declared would happen no matter what we do. But I believe that our prayers can affect the outcome of many different situations, that our prayers can bring God's plans and purposes into the earth, in an expedient manner if we'll just continue to pray. So praise God. So, you know, we just want to let people know to take time to do that. Send us your prayer requests. We'll make sure they get out to our intercessors. Uh, some things that are in a more personal nature, we keep that between just a handful of us that are on the platform that are praying. And, of course, we do not disclose anyone's information uh, that comes into us. We keep that to ourselves. So, you know, just let us know how we can contact you, touch base with you. I know I've had a few Skype calls with a few of you and uh, prayed for a few of you over the phone, even during the off hours uh, when we're not doing the show. And all throughout the day we get emails, different people connecting with us on Facebook or different media streams that way. So let me pray for you. Father, we just ask, Lord God, your blessings tonight over the last half of the broadcast, Lord, as we lift up your name, the name that is above every name that is named in heaven and earth and under the earth. And Jesus, we're honored that you would call us your own. We're privileged to be able to approach your throne, to approach your presence, to spend time in your glory, spend time in your presence, and, Lord, it's such a blessing. Lord, give us an attitude of gratitude, Father. Give us grateful hearts. Give us grateful hearts, hearts of thanksgiving, hearts of thanksgiving. And we just give you all the praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. So, you know, you know Jesus said, Forbid him not. Okay, when the disciples wanted to forbid this man, um, 
basically he said it like this. Matthew eighteen twenty says this. Or actually let's go Matthew twenty eight twenty, sorry. He says, Lo I am with you always. Lo I am with you always. Think about that. God is with you always. Acknowledge his presence. If acknowledging his presence isn't strong enough to provoke your imagination so that you can enter into a worship with enthusiasm, possibly we need to pray with more fervency. But we need to acknowledge his presence on a continual basis. We need to acknowledge his word. Look, his last words were, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the earth, even to the end of the age. You know, when John answered Christ, and he said, Master, and this is Mark 9:38. Master, we saw one casting out devils in your name. Realize that they begin to show the authority and the power that's in Jesus' name. Jesus himself said, look, don't rejoice that the demons are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now, this is true. We are to rejoice in the fact that we have salvation, and that needs to be our first and foremost priority in the kingdom, that not only are we saved and in right standing with God by the blood of Christ, but that we share that with others so they can have the same opportunity to experience the risen Christ, experience the living God, and experience his plan and purpose for their lives. But with that being said, that doesn't negate or tell us to neglect or ignore the fact that there's power in his name and that Jesus said, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. He told us in Mark 16, verse 17, he said, these signs, which include casting out devils, speaking in their tongues, if you, don't, if you want to look at it, Mark 16, verse 17 says, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name it shall cast out devils, speak with new tongues, take up serpents, and not be harmed, lay hands on the sick. And again, this is proving that in the name of Jesus, it is so powerful that to any believer, he can use it with authority. We've been given that authority by Christ. So here is John saying, Lord, Master, we saw this guy casting out devils in your name. And this comes from not, uh, Luke I'm sorry, Mark 9.38. And it sounds like a direct contradiction of the teaching that I just shared a minute ago about Jesus saying, don't rejoice that you can cast the devils out, that the demons are so diseased, but rejoice that your name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. But he says this, Jesus says, forbid him not. Don't forbid him to cast out devils. Forbid him not, he says. For there is no man which will do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. If you want to put this in layman's terms, he's saying, look, the name of Jesus is so powerful that anyone who's not against Jesus can cast out devils in his name. And this includes all believers. He says, if you ask anything in my name, John fourteen fourteen, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, 
he will give it to you, John sixteen twenty three. So think about it. Jesus is saying, whatever you ask in my name, whatever you ask the Father in my name, whatever you ask me in my name, it will be done unto you. But John 20, verse 31 says, and that believing he might have life through his name. It's a double blessing. Whatever you ask in Jesus' name, he'll do it. Whatever you ask in the Father's name, he'll do it. So we talk about praying to the Father, praying to Jesus, but realize it's the power of the Holy Spirit that's carrying these things out on the earth. That's why it's always important to have the mind of the Spirit when you go into a given situation. Always ask God those questions. Ask him questions. He says, call unto me and I will answer you. Well, how's he going to answer you if you don't ask a question? When when you get an answer, it usually means there's a question presented first. And if you ask a question, it means you have to have some communication. And if you have communication with somebody, typically, unless there's extenuating circumstances, it's mostly done verbally. Nowadays, it may be done electronically by email. And, and of course, since all the way back in the Bible days and before, things were written in letters. But you have to present a question to God in order to get an answer from God. And that takes fellowship. That takes communion. That takes intimacy on your part, reaching out on your part to see those things happen. So we're talking about the name of Jesus and that there's power in his name. It's one of the keys to the kingdom that we've been given by Christ. You know, he tells us, be baptized, every one of you, in what? In the name of Jesus Christ. Chapter 2 of Acts. Chapter 3, again, we're told, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. In his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong. Read, meditate on Acts 2 and 3. So substitute your needs and believe for a miracle in that name. Whatever your need is, begin to believe in the name of Jesus. Trust God. Even when the Pharisees came to him, those that were derogatory, he came to the apostles. When these men came to them, they were a little standoffish, and they said, Look, Acts 4-7, by what power or by what name have you done this? And their answer was, by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, does this man stand here before you whole? More or less. I'm paraphrase. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There's no other name. Signs and wonders may be done by the name of your holy child, Christ Jesus. Look, look at chapters 2, 3, and 4 of Acts. Even verse 5 says that we can be counted worthy. We can rejoice that we're counted worthy. Why? Because we suffered shame for his name. That name is a powerful name. 
name is a powerful name. And you know, the book of Acts is full of references about doing things in the name of our Lord Jesus or in the name of Jesus or in the name of your holy child Jesus. But however you're you're reading it, however you're declaring it, however you're seeing it, realize it's in his nature, it's his name, it's his reputation that's at stake when we call ourselves Christians or believers or born-again people. But it's his reputation, it's his name. These guys died for the name. You know, even when Paul cast the, the devil or the spirit out, Acts 16 will be my reference. So as Paul was grieved, he turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out at the same hour. So everything was centered around his name, prayer, their convictions, even their preaching, whatever it was, it was all centered around focusing on the name and the nature of God and experiencing that life that is in the name and the nature of God. Praise the Lord. You know, God is good all the time. Even in our trials. Even in our trials, it's still good. You know, honestly, we're we're commanded in the name of Jesus to withdraw from any brothers or sisters that walk disorderly. We're told there's one mediator between God and man, the man in Christ Jesus. We're to anoint the sick in his name. We're commanded to believe on the name of Jesus Christ. We're justified by his name. So realize there's power in the name of Jesus. It's one of the keys of the kingdom that we have to unlock those ancient doors, to unlock situations that bring God's glory, that bring God's word, that bring God's purposes and plans into the earth. Just by speaking and declaring and meditating, believing, praying the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Right now, I just want to say I'm kind of reading the uh, uh, praise God. Right now, we just want to pray for Grok, for happy hugs, uh, exposing demons, Antarctica, which is Wendy guest. Got a few others that have been in and out tonight. We just want to pray for you and just bless you in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we just pray right now for Wendy. Lord, bless your Lord. We pray for guest 9144. We just pray blessings upon your children, Lord, upon your servant. For happy hugs, we pray the will of God be done, the kingdom of God come into your life. For Minister Grock, we just bless and speak a blessing over to North Carolina. From right 
if I if I'm remembering right, you're in North Carolina, right? If not, let me know. Sometimes I get a little caught up and my brain gets a little scattered. But hey, uh, we're speaking and praying and declaring the will of God for you, Grok. He's got an awesome plan for you, brother. You'll see some amazing things happen. Just hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't let go. Don't draw back. Don't don't get discouraged. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. I thought so. North Carolina. NC. I take it that's NC. So, God's good. So, Father, we just pray for the Radio PI right now in Jesus' name. Pray your will be done, your kingdom come in his life, that you would just work in every situation. Bring your healing, bring your truth, bring your revelation to his heart. Lord, bring your plans and purposes to come to pass in his life. So, Father, we just bless those that are in the chat room, those listening by phone, those that are listening through the website. Maybe they're checking out the archives. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would touch them by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, you would bring that freedom and that peace into their lives. That you would bring direction and correction into their lives, Lord, that would set their feet on a straight path. That, Lord, you would make every crooked path in their lives straight. Lord, anything that would be a detour, anything that would be a distraction, anything that would derail them from your purposes, Father, we just put a stop to it right now in Jesus' name and say, Come, kingdom of God. Override the plans and the purposes of the enemy. Father, sovereignly rule as Lord and Master of the lives of your children. Give them a heart to be willing and obedient so that they can eat the good of the land. Father, we just ask, Lord God, your blessing. We just ask, Lord God, your glory, your riches, your honor, your wisdom, most of all, your wisdom, your wisdom, your wisdom, your wisdom. Over and flood the hearts of your people with your wisdom. Just give you praise, Lord. Just give you praise, Lord. All right, looks like we got a caller. I'm going to put a short song on, like a real short song. We're going to check on this. We're going to be right back. Play the violin on his place. 
Carrie to sing a song over us tonight, but I believe Jesus would be singing, and he's singing over us right now. All right, praise God, we're back. Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Just had my brother on the line, his name is Will, known as a radio PI, and uh, he wanted to take some time tonight to pray and maybe share his heart for a minute. I don't know whatever the Lord leads you to do, brother. Just wanted to welcome you back on the show. And uh, if you will, go ahead and take some liberty and, and pray. So it's all yours. All right, thanks, Chris. Um, those of you listening, I uh, got a phone call from a friend of mine. And uh said his cousin is uh, in a New Jersey hospital who has one week to live. The young man's only 21 years old. And uh, I met him once. Um, for the life of me, I can't remember his name. But... Um, he needs some prayer. And uh, I've contacted, uh, I guess you would say, an alternative source doctor, uh, someone I know, to help maybe get a remedy. It has something to do with an autoimmune uh, immune, uh, deficiency or something, the red blood cells. I don't understand it. And uh, I don't think my buddy does either. But um, also they're not, um, you know, they're not saved. So it's hard to, uh, you know, come in with that and uh you know hopefully out of this and we he can get saved and, and save his life um and to me it's just that the lord's been talking to me with this all day long since i heard all afternoon and um you know i've prayed about it and um i want to encourage other people to pray about this i mean this young man hasn't even lived his life yet and the time when i had met him he was um he seemed perfectly healthy he got into the uh, car business. He was buying, selling automobiles, and uh, he was down here in Florida, and, and now he's back up there in New Jersey. And uh, he had been getting ill. Um, I remember uh, a buddy of mine, Will, was telling me, which is his, uh, his cousin, was saying that uh, he didn't look right. He looked real jaundiced. Uh, this is a year ago. And um, now he's uh, in the hospital one week to live. And he had just gotten back from uh, New Jersey, with his cousin, and um, I, I gave him a resource to contact a, a doctor and alternative medicine, and um, I just been in prayer about it and, and uh, telling uh, people that I know uh, to pray for this young man. Right. Amen. Well, um, we will, you know, let you start that off, and you know, we'll continue to pray to you, and then, uh, you know, just so people are aware of that in the chat room. Um, is there a first name, just a first name you could give so somebody's got some association? Or um, uh, I only I only met this uh, this young man once. A friend of mine, his name is Will as well, and um, okay. he told me this today, and it just really hit me by surprise. You know, I've only met this guy once. He was in perfect looking health, and, and now he's got one week. The doctors were saying, and he's only 21 years old. And it just okay, so his name is Will as well. Okay, okay. Well, um, why don't you uh, start us off, brother, and I'll, I'll kind of roll out and wrap it up, and um, we'll just make sure everybody in the chat room, if you're in the chat room listening or if you're listening by archive, 
pray for Will. Okay, pray for Will. This young man is going through a health situation. Uh, apparently, they've given him a week to live. We know God is mighty, and he can turn things around in an instant. So, you know, just begin to declare the word of God over him and, and stand in the gap for him and his family as they're going through this trying time. And, you know, I know even the Bible, if you read the word, you'll see many people that came uh, into miracles or had situations where the Lord blessed them. They weren't saved. You know, ten, ten uh, blind people got healed and only one praised them. You know, we don't know what happened to the other nine. But, you know, sometimes God uses things like this to build our faith and bring us into the kingdom. So you guys pray for Will. Go ahead, brother, and you start it off, and, and I'll just continue. Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we pray, and we come to you tonight and um, with heavy hearts. And uh, myself as a sinner, and sometimes I feel unworthy for the sins I've committed and those that I've hurt to proceed in your work, but yet you keep calling me. You're so merciful. You also chastise us when we're wrong and try to steer us in the correct direction. I know that you have a purpose for my life and, and others that may be listening. And, Lord, we call on you tonight. A young man, 21 years old, has just been given one week to live. And uh, it, it makes me think of the things, Lord, I've done and what I was doing in my life at 21 years old. It's just too soon. It's just too soon. And, Lord, I, I pray that you'll... I pray for a miracle in this young man's life. I pray that you'll uh, heal his body, raise him, let him know who you are. Send a, a band of angels to, to tell him who you are, and what you can do for him, and that he can be a, a testimony and a witness for you, that you healed him and saved his life. And Lord, I, I call those listening to just pray for this young man. And though I don't really know him, and I've only met him once, I know you, you've called me and, and to pray about this all evening and just pray and help heal this young man who used to be healthy who should have a, a future here and to live for you yes. teaching them Lord we pray yes, Lord. thank you Father and Lord we just join our faith Lord with our brother right now Lord and we just pray Father reach Across the United States, Lord, reach, Lord, from where we're at, Father, through the power of prayer. We just pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit would touch this young man's life. Father, right now we just break every curse of death. We break every negative report. We break, Lord God, even the words of man that have limited his potential. And we declare, Father, that your word is life, that your word is health to our bones. So we speak your words over him, Father. You said that by your stripes. He is healed. That, Father, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. That, Jesus, you can heal every sickness and disease among the people. And so, Father, right now we just pray, come kingdom of God. Come will of God into his life. Raise him up from that sick bed right now, Jesus. And, Lord, let it be a testimony, Father, not only to him so he can receive salvation, but to his family who can receive salvation. And those that are believing you, Father God, those that are standing in faith, Father God, that they would be encouraged, Lord, that you are moving, that you are healing, that you are saving lives. So, Lord, we just ask, Lord, in agreement, Lord, with our brother tonight, Lord, Father, let these things be done in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we speak peace. We speak peace over this family right now. We speak 
your love over this family right now, Father. Bring, even within this week, we pray for divine appointments to come into their circle, to come into their situation. That, Father, you would bring men and women across their path that would point them in the right direction and that would bring healing in this boy's life. So, Father, we thank you that you're a good God. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that we don't have to believe and and stand in the circumstances, but, Lord, you're a God that's able to deliver us through and out of our circumstances and situations. And, Father, I also speak a a blessing over my brother Will tonight, Lord, Radio P.I., Lord, I ask, Lord God, that you would just lead him and guide him in this season of his life. Father, I speak your blessings over him and his family. Father, I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would just give him the wisdom and the knowledge, Lord God, to walk through this season, that he would be led by your spirit, that he would be filled with faith and confidence to handle any situation that's before him. And, Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you're a good God. We thank you, Lord God, that you do answer prayer. And, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that we can come together before you, Lord, and ask. And you said if we ask, we would receive. So, Lord, we're asking. Bring healing and salvation into this family's life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Praise you, Lord. Was there anything else you want to add? I know we have about five more minutes, and we're going to wrap it up. But, you know, if you want to take a little liberty, uh, feel free. If not, I can always put you back into the show, and we could just kind of close out. It's, it's up to you. But since you're on, you know, I thought if you wanted to share your heart or anything else, you know, feel free to do so. Yeah, I just want to, you know, encourage everyone that, uh, you know, we are all sinners, but we have a part as Christians and, and as part of the, the army for Christ to uh, stand up and fight this evil and these forces that are coming to destroy us and pray for each other instead of battling each other. Um, there's still a lot of this um, uh, infighting amongst Christians. It just needs to stop it. We just realize that, that we are in this time so that we really need to get serious, um, myself included. And um, I just want to do, I have a, an ambition God's put on my heart to serve him and, and to help uh, others and to lead them to Christ, and I feel a very strong um, force pulling me to do this. I, I can't explain that, and I just want to share and inform people as much as I can. I want to encourage others to do the same. And uh, in five minutes, uh, Chris, I, don't, I just don't have the time to get uh, everything I need to get out, but uh, I I, I'm going to be doing a show right. in, a half, in half an hour. I'll be, I'll be talking about this anyway, but and this is great. Okay. Prayer International is just great uh, for people to come for prayer and be, to be lifted up and and um and prayer and I, I just before I do my shows I, I like to come here and just and just hear the prayers and, and get uh, you know spiritually charged up to uh to do these things. Amen. Amen. And uh do you want to let people know where they can, you know, find your show or you know, what it's listed under or what times you're gonna be broadcast. Uh, Go ahead and let people know yeah, that. Yeah, uh, uh half an hour is uh one thirty AM Eastern time and uh name of the show is the informant or uh Will's EPI. And uh, I just discuss things like, um, uh, from a Christian perspective, um, you know, uh, headline news, uh, conspiracies, things like that, uh, right. through a biblical perspective. Awesome. Well, you know, if we're up tonight, um, we may tune in or catch the archive. I guess it'll be archived. Is that right? Um, yeah, archived here on blog. Yeah. Usually, awesome. before I do okay. my show, I, I, I try coming here. <laughs> 
just uh, just a really good thing you guys are doing. And I'm really glad to hear what you're doing and bringing this to a ministry. Uh, I mean, it's just awesome. That's awesome. Well, we appreciate you, and you know we're standing with you and your family. And anytime you need our prayers, brother, you've got them every day. And uh, we're we're believing God's going to add to your ministry and use it as a force in the earth to bring salvation and truth. You know, the Bible says, and you know, a lot of times people get a little standoffish about conspiracies and conspiracies, whatever. You know, we're all about it. We we study and read and keep posted on what's going on in the world and even things that are not even on headline news. Because um, I don't want to put it on there Because I don't want people to know the truth um, We we want to know what's going on So, you know, I encourage people Listen, uh, check out Be Informed Just like this guy said, he's called The Informant He's a radio PI He wants you to be informed At what's going on in the world And the Bible says My people perish for a lack of knowledge And so if we don't have an understanding Of the end times and, and what we're really up against What we're facing, even in our own nation There's so many things that you know, I, I think most people have no clue about, um, and they need to know. And so you guys lift this brother up in prayer, lift up the show, lift up the ministry, that it would be an effective tool in the earth to reach the hearts of men and women. So with that being said, I'm going to put you back in, and I think we're about to wrap it up in a few minutes. I'm going to take a couple minutes, yeah. Will, and uh, just share it for a second. And then, yeah, uh, I, per, I we'll appreciate it, brother. And, um, you know, Wendy and I, uh, she helps me with the ministry. Or we've been under attack, and... And um, anytime we're trying to get this kind of information out against the, you know, what I call the spiritual cartel, um, the enemy comes hard at us. And uh, a lot of foolish things I've done as well. And um, you know, I, I don't want, I want to keep going straight for God and doing everything can. And um, I'm telling you, folks, Amen. temptation is everywhere. And um, we, we just need to stay firm in the Word of God. And that's one of the main reasons I come here to Prayer International, because uh, the only way we can defeat these things is through prayer and fellowship. That's right. That's right. Amen, brother. Listen, we appreciate what you're doing, and uh, appreciate your prayers to you. And uh, you have a blessed night. I'm going to go ahead and put you back into the show. I'm going to take uh, liberty for about a minute or two, and then we're going to wrap it up, all right? And uh, you have a blessed night, Will. Uh, just keep, Thank keep you. God bless, bless brother. Let us know. All right, bless you. Right. If you're just tuned in or been tuned in, this Prayer International Radio uh, we'll be back tomorrow night at the same time, same place. I just want to pray for everybody that's listening, everybody that may listen by archive. And I encourage you guys, we broadcast from 10 to midnight, Central Standard Time, uh, mainly from out of Dallas, Texas. So we've got people calling in from everywhere. If you need to touch base with us, we're at prayerinternational.org, or you might go www.prayerinternational.org. And uh, find us that way. Also, you can obviously find us on Blog Talk Radio, Ustream, YouTube, and we've got some daily devotionals going up. Uh, actually, we'll just call them devotionals because they're not always daily. But, uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for every man, every woman, every child, every teenager, Father. Give them ears to hear and eyes to see. Cover them in your glory and your presence. Lead them in the way they should go. Father, give them, Lord, your will be done and your kingdom come as it is in heaven, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. 
Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.